This podcast presents Nightwalk, Volume 6, with me, the Word Heavyweight Champion, Mr. Joe Walker. Make sure you subscribe to this podcast on Anchor, Spotify, and Google Podcasts. It's a beautiful night, quiet, just me, my four-legged friend, and some random thoughts. As I try to wind myself down after a long, okay, nope, we're not going that way. There are spider webs running from one side of this street to the other. And I was going to take a cut through a playground yard. Heading to my destination on the other side of this hill. It's a nice clearing over there. The moon is out. It's bright. It's beautiful. Going to be a good, a good spot to just stop and stand and just take it all in. Stand under the glow of the moon. I'll talk to y'all. But um, I'm not trying to get no spiders on me. Oh, that's out. Nope. I'm not doing it. So now we go going the other way. Spiders are scary. Me and my four-legged friend, we don't rock with spiders. Hey, we getting close to Halloween, y'all. The world is calling Halloween right now. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of scary stuff happening. And the people who are supposed to be for us, they the ones with the masks on. They need to take the masks off and show us who they really are. A lot of them, their masks are being pulled off by their own foolishness. And you just never know what, what people are thinking, what their minds are. But anyway, that's not what I want to talk about today. What I want to talk about today is Castlevania. First time I played Castlevania was on the Nintendo Entertainment System back in 19 whatever. And I was a kid. The opening track on that game made me a fan for life. It didn't matter to me at first if I ever passed the first stage because I was so hooked on the music. The opening track on Castlevania, I was hooked. Didn't even care. I was having so much fun. The music just intensified the action. I was having a great time. Didn't matter if I ever passed that stage. I did eventually pass it. Get to the second stage of Castlevania where you had to encounter the Medusa heads. Not fun. Especially if you get the boomerang. And you get the double shots. Or if you keep your axe that you get at the end of the first stage. Right? And... When you fight that big bat, you get the double shots. And when you get to the second stage, you get your triple shots. Sometimes you get lucky 
and end the first stage with triple shots and axe, which is cool. But, um, you know, you get to that stage and you got you a good weapon. You can throw multiples. You get to that first screen with the Medusa heads. And it seems pretty simple where you just got to jump over, couple, jump to a couple different platforms, and then you climb some stairs. Man, you try to jump that first platform and get hit by one of the Medusa heads. <coughs> Excuse me. And you are immediately pissed off. You might as well hit reset and start from the beginning. Cause it's all downhill from there. Castlevania is one of those games where everything has got to be clicking. You can't mess up at all. Like you basically got to play a perfect game from start to finish because you take a L anywhere through there. Especially if you if you're one of those people, you want those people who play in rhythm, and you know you get your weapon of choice. And that kind of sets your comfort level. You feel comfortable against whatever enemy come against you or whatever situation you're in. And you just, you breezing. And you take that one loss. You get knocked in the hole. You take a big hit. Like you hit by one of them fireballs or something to take dang near all your power with one hit. <laughs> and you somewhere far away from finding one of them pieces of meat that fill your power up and you take that L it's it's over and that game makes it hard to recover and come back and pass stages once you have to switch up it makes it very hard but the music is so great getting that opening stage music man I could stay on that stage forever as you progress in the game, the music, of course, changes a different track on each stage. Oh, that ominous music on the the stage where you fight Igor and Frankenstein. As soon as I hear that music, I'm already tense. The doggone bats flying around. That stage, that stage, it's about set up to get you. It, it certainly is. <laughs> it's certainly set up to get you. But if you can, if you can figure it out. You can get through it, man. Uh, the real challenge is getting the Grim Reaper. Now, I, I can't say that's the real challenge because for anybody that's ever gotten all the way to the end of the, the original Castlevania, you know there's a lot more waiting for you than you thought. But Grim Reaper ain't one of the hardest video game bosses ever made, man. If you don't have a weapon with triple shots, double shots, it's not even going to do it. You got to have triple shots. You got to have a boomerang or the axe. If you ain't got it, it's a wrap. I, I've never seen anybody beat him using the daggers or sword or whatever that weapon is and forget about it if you got the holy water the potion man, ain't nothing against him and the clock 
clock definitely don't do nothing. But yeah, you gotta have the axe. What you trying to chase? Don't be making no sudden moves like that. What's over there? We not uh uh. But you gotta have a boomerang or the axe. Triple shots to even stand a chance. That's just to stand a chance. The possibility of beating them. And you get past Grim Reaper and it's on, on to the top of the castle. Final stage. Make your way to Count Dracula. And I guess I shouldn't spoil it. <laughs> I guess I shouldn't spoil it, man. I'm going to be honest with y'all, though. As much as I've played Castlevania, talking from the first time I played it to now as an adult, however many years later, I still have not beaten that game. Still haven't. Never got past Count Dracula. And I'm not embarrassed to say it because if you've played the game, and let me know in the comments. Let me know on Twitter at Mr. Joe Walker. If you're one of those people that you've played this game, you know what I'm talking about. But I love Castlevania, man. It's one of my favorite video game series. It's been so many different iterations. Some of them were cool. Some of them were not as cool. I think some of them kind of got swept under the rug a little bit. Some of the 3D ones... I really wasn't feeling them. Although I did like the first Castlevania 64. I did like the, fir the first one. I thought that one was cool. Like the, uh, there's a, there's a part where you go outside the castle and you got to go through a hedge maze. There's a cat chasing you with a, a chainsaw. You're cutting through the head. Dude. Intense. Fun. That game was fun. I think they did a good job. Uh, bringing what made like the original Castlevanias fun, but into you know to a 3D space. I, think it, I thought they did a good job with it. Um, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. I like to call Castlevania Metroid one of the greatest video games ever made. And then Castlevania. 64. Maybe I'm jump, I'm jumping too far, I'm jumping too far ahead because now I'm thinking about uh, not Castlevania 64 but Super Castlevania, Super Castlevania 4. But I'm jump I'm jumping too far ahead. Let's backtrack a little bit. I was in the seventh grade when Castlevania 2 was released. I think I was in the seventh. I may have been in the eighth grade when Castlevania 2 was released and it was so different from the other from the original Castlevania because the original Castlevania was straightforward action you play through the stage you fight the boss you move on to the next stage and Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest you know it was more like it was more like Zelda 2 The Adventures of Link In those days, while I'm not the gamer I used to be, I did come up. I did come up in a, you know, a pivotal era 
in gaming. Game changing. <laughs> no pun intended. Era in, in gaming. And during those times, man, sequels, the sequel of a game was vastly different from the previous one. Now, a lot of times they just, they make some minor changes and slap a, another number on it or slap a mega or super or whatever on the game title to signify that it's, you know, a new version. But they're, they're really not a whole... The differences aren't really that vast. Look at like the Call of Duty games and uh, Destiny, Borderlands, some of these other games. The sequels, they're not, you know, yeah, they're sequels, but it's not really a whole lot of difference between them. It's just, they're just not. Now, there's been some, you know, in in the last few eras of gaming, in console eras, there's been some games that have had some pretty cool sequels. Now, while they've taken the character and put them in different scenarios, they've changed the environments. Still, lots of similarities to the one that came before it. The play style, the controls, the look. If it moved from system to system, the graphics got better, but it was still basically the same. Now, I like how they made the jump with, with Tomb Raider. But still, Tomb Raider still had a lot of, it was still just another Tomb Raider, you know? When I think of a sequel, and I think of the original Legend of Zelda. And then Zelda 2, The Adventures of Link. Two different games. And then The Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past. Totally different game. While well, it had an overhead view like the original Legend of Zelda. And that game was so much deeper. And it could be because of the increase in memory with the Super from the, from the NES to the Super NES. And the graphics jump and the sound jump, all of that stuff. They could do, they could do more with that style than they could with the original. I get all that. Makes sense. Same thing going from Super Nintendo to Nintendo 64, from Nintendo 64 to GameCube. And Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker is one of the best Legend of Zelda games. Game's incredible. But anyway, in the era I came up in. Sequels, you know, when you have the original, the sequel a lot of times was vastly different from the original. Mega Man. Okay, they upgraded Mega Man's powers. They gave him a dog. They gave him a slide move. The enemies changed. The final stage has changed. The boss has changed. Yeah, but Mega Man was Mega Man. So Mega Man is, is an exception. But the original Castlevania, like I was saying before, you know, that game is, is, is straightforward. You go through the stage, you beat the boss, and you go to the next stage. Simon's Quest 
was a step forward, was a step into a different realm of gaming, just like The Legend of Zelda going to Zelda to the Adventures of Link. You know, you, you could go back and forth. You could go into towns and talk to people and go into houses. You know, you didn't fight a boss all the time. You had to you had to complete certain tasks before you fought a boss. You had to complete certain tasks before you got different weapon upgrades and things. And that was cool. But then when they came out with Castlevania 3, it went back to more, it was more like the original, but they added more characters. And the characters you controlled played differently and the stages you went through with these characters was different. So that made the game different. So still, it made it different from the previous two games. Super Mario. Super Mario Brothers. Iconic game, classic. 35th anniversary coming up too, by the way. Play straight through, complete the stage. Play straight through, complete the stage. And Super Mario 2 came along. The control schemes were different. The action was different. The graphics were different. The play was different. You could go back and forth. Super Mario Brothers, you just moved from left to right. You couldn't go back. Super Mario Brothers 2, you can go back and forth as much as you wanted. Which was really cool. And the payoff was great also. Super Mario 2 has one of the all-time great endings. I think it's the ending that kind of changed video game endings forever to me. I've mentioned that before. Video game endings changed after Super Mario Brothers 2. Your ending had to not just be some words that say congratulations or you know some corny little scene of your character jumping up in the air or something simplistic like that. The ending had to the ending had to, it, it had to pay off what you went through to get there. It had to close. <laughs> you know it it became more cinematic, which was cool. But Super Mario Super Mario Brothers and Super Mario Brothers 2 Mario Madness and they're two totally different games and you can say the same thing about going going from Super Mario Brothers to Super Mario Brothers 2 to Super Mario Brothers 3 to Super Mario World to Super Mario World 2 or Yoshi's Island they're, they're all completely different games the look, the feel, the play, the controls, everything totally different different totally different but Castlevania Simon's Quest um, I remember a friend of mine I still don't know where he got it from but he had a code that took you right to Dracula and that was such a big deal because I remember me and my friends, who we, all of us who owned the game, we spent a lot of time trying to beat that game and trying to find our way through that game and figure thing, figure certain things out in that game. It, it, it wasn't, you know, it wasn't a cakewalk. <laughs> it wasn't, wasn't easy. It wasn't a casual stroll like what I'm doing right now. It was terrain. 
and real terrain in that game. That game put you through it. My friend had to had a code. You can go straight to Dracula. It's to this day, I still don't know how he got that code. And I remember debating whether or not I wanted to use it. And I did. It was at his house in his room. Put the code in, like, no, go fight Dracula now. And um, I did. And I beat him. I felt like I cheated. I felt like I cheated the game. I felt like I cheated myself. So a lot of that game I missed. And just like how I've never beaten the original Castlevania all these years later. Simon's Quest. Never seen that game all the way through. Because some of the stuff in the middle I missed. Because while I was trying to figure it out. My friend gave me this code. I beat the game. Never went back to it. Kind of disappointing. Now Castlevania 3. Yeah. I was in it for the long haul. Super Castlevania 4. On the Super NES. Another one of my all time favorite video games that one ranks just below Castlevania Symphony of the Night on PlayStation arguably the very best Castlevania game some people think it is some people think um, Dracula Dracula X is better I don't know about that Symphony of the Night is pretty dope but Castlevania 3 Castlevania, I mean Super Castlevania 4. The music, the stage layouts. Man, I love that game. It takes me back to the day I walked in Toys R Us. And they finally had the Super Nintendo. It had arrived. And I was so excited. You know what? That's a story for a different podcast. I'm not going to go there just yet. I'm going to save that one. I'm going to save that one. But. Super Castlevania 4. What you see? And you got to stop doing that. Super Castlevania 4. It was longer. Uh course the graphics and stuff were better going with it being on super nintendo the sound the music the music was spectacular super nintendo has some of the best music of all video games ever to me period super nintendo just it took music and gaming to a whole nother level i remember the first time i, I played act razor and how you could make out all the different instruments horns and violins and cellos and i was so dope and Super Castlevania, the soundtrack was great. I remember getting to the stages near the end where they brought back some of the music from the original Castlevania and, and Castlevania 2 Simon's Quest. <laughs> Those remix tunes, man, they sound they sounded so good. And again, it put me in that space where I didn't even want to complete the stages. I just want to stay there and hear the music. I just want to stay there and hear the music. 
but with by that time they had a you know where you could go one one of your options was to go and listen to the music after you pass the stages you can you unlock those musics and you can go in and, and play them and which was cool but before that you know you get to the stages you, you hear the music again i didn't even want to i didn't want to finish the stages i just want to stay there and listen to the music and dracula on super castlevania he was basically a breeze. I was waiting. I was waiting for more. And there wasn't. So defeating him. Um, you know. It was an accomplishment. But. Getting there was more fun than. Fighting and defeating him in that game. Honestly. And I think. Grim Reaper. Okay, so when you get the Grim Reaper on Super Castlevania, and this is it. If you've never played it, notice—is this a spoiler? You know, is that a thing? Games, you know, people say don't spoil it. I don't know. It's still if you if you if you play it, if you've never played it before, and you play it, and you get to this part, it's it's still creepy. So you get to this hallway. After you beat the Grim, you beat Grim Reaper. You beat him, and there's this hallway, and the hallway is dark. And every time you take a step, the torches is lighting up, and there's no music. You're like, man, it just gets you so hyped. For the last stage, for the last area of the game. And getting to Grim Reaper, the stage is so intense. And you get to the room where he is and you you just feel like you're about to be in a big fight. You're about to fight a big boss. They did a very good job mirroring how it was in the original Castlevania. Like a, They didn't really... Graphically, it was an improvement, but as far as the difficulty of the boss, how he played, the way you fought him, a lot of that stayed intact and it's still difficult. Man, after you beat him, that moment where you're getting ready to go up into the final area of the castle where Dracula is, that's it was really dope. And all those little things like that. The little scary movie details, the horror details they put into the later Castlevania games as they continued to implement those when the graphics got better, when the music got better, better settings. That's what kept me a fan of Castlevania. And the more Castlevania games I played, even the later 3D ones, the one PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3, eh, didn't really care for them. Except the 3D ones, I didn't, I didn't really care for them. Still don't. The only 3D one that that I really got into was that first 
Castlevania 64. Honestly. All the three ones beyond that. While graphically they're better and stuff. They just, just weren't fun. They weren't fun. They had like the anime cutscenes and all that stuff. It looks good, but if I want to watch a vampire cartoon, I'll watch Vampire Hunter D. You know what I'm saying? Or one of the Castlevania series. And see it on the game. I just want the game to be fun. I want the game to be exciting. One of these days, I'm going to beat the original Castlevania. One of these days, it's going to finally happen. And I'm going to celebrate. I don't know how I'm going to celebrate. But dang it, it's going to be worth it. Decades long battle between me and that game. That game continues to beat me over and over and over again. But one of these days, I'm going to do it. And when I do it, I'm going to dance like my man in the tuxedo do it video. I might even put on a long wig so I got long hair to throw around. And I'm going to be getting it. Thanks for listening. Thank you for checking out the thisent.com podcast. And make sure you visit thisent.com regularly for all things entertainment.